Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, well, we are back in the studio and we are looking at the biggest stories of 2019 last year, and we are pressing them through the lens of Scripture. Yesterday, we began talking about the news that recently broke of the early reign Presbyterian Church that was raided by the communist government in China. Uh, two men were detained, Keen Defu, one of their elders, was recently just sentenced in November to four years in prison. And the church's uh, preaching pastor, Wang Yi, was sentenced in December, just a few days ago, to nine days in prison. Nine years. Nine years. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you for correcting that. Nine years in prison. What was their crime? Teaching the Word of God and preaching the gospel. Now, yesterday we spoke about this story in light of the persecution that the church endures. But today I want to talk about this story in light of the church's role as a prophet to the state. The early reign Presbyterian Church released a statement about their pastors being arrested. And it was an amazing statement. You can find it uh, probably either at Chally's blog or if you go to discern.com, just type in D-I-S-R-N.com and type in China Statement from Early Reign Covenant Church. Um, you'll read the whole thing. It's it's not that long, but it's worth the read. And what I want to draw our attention to is the the two statements that they said near the end. Okay, so we'll read the statements and then we'll respond. So here's statement number one. So this was after they basically showed the charges against their two pastors were false. They said this to the Chinese Communist government. In Christ, we issue the final uh, the following exhortation and protest against Pastor Wang Yi's severe sentence. Do you government officials not know that this is a sin against God? Do you not know that this is an abuse of your authority? Romans 13:3. Brothers, how how do you res- how do you respond to the boldness of these this church writing this letter. Uh, first of all, God bless these dear Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and perhaps this is the, the perhaps this is the purity of insight that comes from being a persecuted church. But boy, these words are so powerful because they recognize that God is the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about their personal freedom. It's not. A, it's not even about their rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's about God and it's about the rightful authority that God has granted governments and about how that authority can be abused and is being abused by the Chinese communist government. Uh, so, uh, what makes this so powerful, uh, 
it would be so easy for them uh, just to lapse into the uh, the the kind of the, the the humanistic language of rights, and you're violating our rights, uh, and therefore you know you ought to stop, which is true, but not prophetic. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they here are are, are absolutely under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit or fulfilling the prophetic office of the church. Um, do you government officials not know that this is a sin against God? I mean, this is like Nathan with David. Mm-hmm. You are sinning against God. Or it's like John the Baptist with uh, King Ooh, Herod. With King Herod, that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and unlawfully married to his brother's wife. Mm-hmm. And John confronts him. Or it's like Moses with Pharaoh. Yes. I mean, this is so the issue we're talking about today is the church as prophet. You guys right. certainly remember this. Uh, I remember the first time that I had cracked open the Institutes of the Christian Religion by John Calvin. And at the beginning of the Institutes, there's this long preface that yes. John Calvin wrote. He dedicated the Institutes to King Francis I. Is it King Francis? Well, one of those kings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he basically uh, does the same thing. And I, I'm, I'm just curious, these early reign Christians over there in China, I'm, I'm wondering if they use this as a model because they, he did the same thing. He showed that the charges, Calvin did, showed that the charges against the Protestants were false. And then he called the king of France out. Yeah. And he said, what you are allowing to happen under your reign is sin. I think uh-huh. this is true, as Phil was saying. You know, uh, persecution actually uh, tunes your tunes you to this sort of thing. It, you know, you're you're aware of this sort of thing. I mean, even in the Belgic Confession, which was one of those Reformed confessions, Guido de Bries wrote that confessional statement about the things that they would give themselves over to their their backs to the stripe and their mouths to gags and all these things, their body to be stretched. You know, but they wouldn't deny these things. They threw it over the wall, uh, you know, the castle, yep. so it would be picked up there because he was addressing them. Uh, I think this is what, you know, what we need. We need that prophetic voice, uh, you know, just to lighten the mood just a little bit. Um, you know, G.K. Chesterton, um, um, he's a British um, wit, uh, you know, author. He was des- dining with a literary friend in London, and their conversation turned to the subject of power and authority. And Chesterton said, if a rhinoceros were to enter this restaurant now, there is no denying that he would have great power here. But I would be the first to rise and assure him that he had no authority whatsoever. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and for Christians, you know, our authority is Christ. Yeah. Um, he, our joy is in him. Our duty is obedience to him. Christ rules and reigns in our lives. And he has more than raw power. He has, he has power and authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has power. He's the king of kings, lord of lords. He has yeah. power. But he, but he has the authority of one who has given life to us. Yeah. And, and he rules and reigns over us. So, you know. This is an important point about the church being prophetic, though, and especially this point on authority. And I know that Christians, I, I know that we get our sums wrong often. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Right. But like during World War II, Erwin Lutzer recently wrote a book called The Cross and Hitler, and he showed how Hitler had essentially um, – 
pushed his way into some of the Lutheran churches right, right, right. and was using Romans 13 as a way to force the Lutherans to bow down to the knee to the state. Yes, yes. And he was using that scripture wrongly. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was called the German Christian movement. Mm-hmm. And much like what the communist Chinese government is doing in China right now, the, the communist government, I mean, the, the Nazi government in Germany in the 1930s was going in. They were, uh, well, churches were taking out crosses and replacing them with the swastika. Mm-hmm. Um, and they began teaching that uh, Jesus was not, uh, Jesus was not a Jew. He was Aryan. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, you know, forcing their way in the, the, but the power, you know, once again, to get back to our brothers and sisters in China, um, do you government officials not know that this is a sin against God? Do you not know this is an abuse of your authority? Romans 13, 3. Um, the, the, the incredibly powerful thing here is that they are calling them, and they're not, they're asking a question, but they're calling their government to account before God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they are challenging their government to admit that there's a higher authority than government. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, and then here, let's read the second part of the statement then, because right on the heels of this, that they basically called the government out. They said this. Now, imagine you're this church. You're the wife of the pastor. You're the children of the pastor. You're just the congregational members. And they say, even so, we do not hate you. On the contrary, our merciful and righteous God wants us to love you and to pray for you. We desire that those public officials and law enforcement officers who are involved in this case would quickly repent and believe in the Lord, that you would know the atonement and forgiveness of sins which the Lord Jesus extends to all through his suffering on the cross, and that you would obtain eternal life and hope. Wow. Wow. So on the one hand, they're calling the state out. And on the other hand, they're saying, but the gospel can even apply to you if you repent and believe as well. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, this is, I think the most amazing thing that I've read this year outside of scripture. I mean, this, this letter, I was telling our, our hosts just a few minutes ago that I read this letter as part of our family worship the other night and I could barely get through it without, um, Uh choking up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, you know, this challenges us to a couple of things. I know it certainly challenges me to pray for our brothers and sisters in China, uh, to pray fervently and regularly for them. But boy, it, it, it challenges me and our kind of lazy and easy brand of Christianity that we have in this country. It, it challenges us to a, to a boldness of faith, uh, to a prophetic faith, um, this uh, this this is just so incredibly challenging and convicting. Uh, this is like standing in front of a blazing fire, and you get singed a little bit, yeah. in a good way. Yes. People talk about speaking truth to power, and this yes. is this is this is really truth to power. It's it's similar, you know. I mean. We talked about persecution yesterday, persecution of the church. And, you know, after um, the resurrection of Christ, you know, the the apostles' boldness or um, preaching Christ in Jerusalem, that he'd risen from the dead. And, of course, those that put him to death um, were concerned that they were filling Jerusalem with this 
information, and so they call them together. They had gone and uh, they'd gone and they'd, uh, a crippled man was healed, and they're saying, "By what authority do you do this?" And um, Peter replies to them. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, "Rulers of the people and elders." If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that you was rejected, the builders uh, uh, rejected by the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Mm. And then, then that those authorities, that council, charged them not to speak at all in the name of Jesus. And their reply was, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot speak of what we have seen. We cannot but speak of what we've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, this is an important thing. I, what you detect in this letter, the statement here, is they have resisted resentment yeah. toward these that they're being persecuted. And they actions that we don't hate you. And he talk, they talk about how the righteous God wants us to love them. And so what they do is they resist resentment. They love the ones that hate them. They repay the injuries and insults with the kindness. They're returning blessings for cursing. And this is the that, that's speaking truth to power too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Their response. The, the response is, and their fearlessness because if they arrested Wang Yi and Keen Defu, could they not arrest the absolutely. people who wrote Certainly. this statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're putting their lives on the line just by simply responding to the way that the communist government responds. So please pray for this uh, this church, at the Early Rain Covenant Church in China. There are two pastors that have been arrested, Wang Yi and uh, Qin Fu. Pray for their families. Uh, pray for their, their church and pray for the Chinese officials. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 